Today is Monday, December 2nd, 2019, and this is Radio Wave. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. September 2nd, 2019. I am telling you that it is high time for you to kneel before my son to acknowledge him as your God, the center of your life. Go out on the streets. Go to the malls. Go to the stores. Look everywhere. What is the center of life? Gift buying? Their cell phones, themselves, their fashions. Our lady also said on November 6, 1982, go on the streets of the city, count those who glorify God and those who offend him. God can no longer endure that. That's 1982. Where are we now? We have many good people. They seem to be nice. But what does God see in the heart? We're supposed to see and bring them to love and bring them to Jesus so that he'll be the center of our life. But there's walls built around people. It's hard to penetrate that. Our lady's messages are the bombs that knocks down the concrete wall to bring them to her son. Our lady's very strategic. She's in war. She knows more than all the generals in the military throughout history in the whole world. What is she doing? She's doing something very strategic. In battle, she gives us the 25th message where she speaks a lot about Jesus all the time through all these years from January 1987 to this day. But then she starts the second of the month for non-believers, and she doesn't say Jesus. She says, my son, over a couple hundred times, and yet she almost never, never, ever says Jesus. That's a strategic move for those who hear about Jesus, but they don't hear so much about her son. She's drawing those people to her and speaking of her son, because that's easier to swallow. Some people can't swallow big pills. What happens? They choke. So they compound them. Or they break them up so they can swallow it. Or they breaking it up. She can't say Jesus to certain people because the Jesus people, us Christians, have given him a bad name. But this message today, of December 2nd, 2019, she says, I desire for all my children to have faith and to feel my motherly love. See, that's the key right there. All my children. Because before that, she's talking about non-believers. And those other non-believers are her children also, but they don't accept her role. So all my children to have faith and to feel my motherly love. 
She wants to introduce herself to them. How does she introduce herself to them? It comes through you. You have to do it. That's what she's asking you to do today. To feel my mother love, which leads them to Jesus. See, she said Jesus there. The last time I count, it was like only seven times out of many years. Therefore, you, my children, wherever you go, illuminate with love and faith as apostles. Our lady gave an incredible message today, very different, revealing some of the mystical side of the messages that's not able to be seen on the surface. So these words you hear now, listen always with deep prayer, observing each word. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's December 2nd, 2019 message given on the day for non-believers through Mariana. Dear children, as I am looking at you who love my son, my heart is being filled with tenderness. I am blessing you with a motherly blessing. With a motherly blessing, I am also blessing your shepherds, you who speak the words of my son, who bless with his hands and who love him so much that you are ready to make every sacrifice for him with joy. You are following him, who was the first shepherd, the first missionary. My children, apostles of my love, to live and work for others, for all those whom you love through my son, is the joy and comfort of earthly life. If through prayer, love, and sacrifice, the kingdom of God is in your hearts, then your life is joyful and bright. Among those who love my son and who love each other through him, words are not necessary. A gaze is sufficient for the unspoken words and unexpressed feelings to be heard. There where love reigns, time no longer counts. We are with you. My son knows you and loves you. Love is that which brings you to me. And through that love, I will come to you and speak to you of the works of salvation. I desire for all of my children to have faith and to feel my motherly love, which leads them to Jesus. Therefore, you, my children, wherever you go, illuminate with love and faith as apostles of love. Thank you. Medjugorje is a startup. She's shown this through the years. Medjugorje is a profound, delivered from heaven, Turn upside down the entire world plan. That's how big it is. This is what we're in the midst of. How much are you thinking about it? How much is it in your heart? You've been there several times. You've been there no times. Or you've been here. Don't put Medjugorje in a holding pattern. That's where the plane is overloaded, which you can relate to overloaded and materialism for Christmas time. But they fly around the airport and funnel down. They get nearer and nearer and nearer till they can land. They're all stacked up like that. 
If you're really going to be an apostle, you cannot be in a holding pattern. Well, Lady calls me that. No, Our Lady gives requirements. So how can we be apostle? Our Lady gave the answer. She just outright told us on November 2nd, 2014. Before she gave the four requirements, she prefaces it saying what the apostles are going to be doing. She said, my son promised me that evil will never win. Because you, the souls of the just, are here. And then she says, referring to this evil that's going to be broken, is going to be our apostles. Otherwise, why would she give us four statements for the requirement of being an apostle? So I want to repeat that because this is very important. It's very fundamental to Medjugorje and for your call to apostleship. My son promised me that evil will never win because you, the souls of the just, are here. Then she says in her first statement, you who strive to say your prayers with the heart. Secondly, she says, you who offer your pain and suffering to my son. Thirdly, she says, you who comprehend that life is only a blink. And fourth, and the last one, she says, you who yearn for the kingdom of heaven. And then she says this, all of this makes you my apostles. Well, how is that going to stop evil? How do we know that? Has she told us anything? Before I gave you the four statements, she says, my son promised me that evil will never win. That means something has to bring victory. Who is it? How is it? It is used because she continues after this saying, all this makes you my apostles and lead you to the victory of my heart. That's why evil won't win. And that's why she's got a promise because she's been told, go down to the earth, call the people, see who responds, try them out through the daily chores, test them. Give them the four requirements, and through these apostles is coming my victory. Do you see now how these messages are so profound that they say so many things? you got to break into them through prayer, through fasting, through sacrifice, through purification, and a pure heart. Our Lady will show you things that's mystical in the messages that's not there. And if it's not mystical to you, you don't understand the messages. And you can't understand the messages without doing what I asked to do in the messages. And all the greater will be the heartache when things unfold and you don't even understand what's happening. And more so, did you change your life when you had the opportunity? I would say the majority of people who go to Medjugorje still are not into the messages. They still have not cracked them open. They haven't put into their spiritual life what is necessary to grasp how big this thing is. And he says, it is serious. And when many who realize how serious they are, they're going to have deep, deep lamentations and regret. Be broader in looking at what our lady is doing. She comes every day to the visionaries. Three of them no longer see our lady. Is that a completely true statement? No, it's not, because Our Lady gives them an annual apparition. Why did she do that? Do you think that you could have more than half of your life seeing Our Lady every day and then not see her again? They feel pain every day when Our Lady leaves. Mariana says she wants to go with Our Lady. Maria has told me that many times she wants to be with Our Lady. She's ready for Our Lady to take her in the apparition. 
Aleri has not given the three, Mariana first, secondly, Ivanka, thirdly, Yaakov. It was just the day before. Just boom. All of a sudden in the life, our lady's not going to be there. Do you think they can live without that? Our lady has to give them an annual apparition. They have to have something to bear life on earth. Why? Because after you've been in heaven and you see heaven, you can't survive without that. You say the visionaries of Fatima. We know now Sister Lucy still saw our lady way after Fatima was over with. You can't have these kinds of things. And it just goes away. All the visionaries would drown if our lady did not appear to them at least once a year. But you can say the same thing about the messages. If you're into the messages, and you live the messages, and you think of the messages a hundred times a day, contemplating her voice giving these messages, we have something parallel in the visionaries. Because we look for these messages, we read them, we have people go on our site, and sites all over the world, our broadcast, our writings, we go to the messages. So what's going to happen when it ends for us? Something like the visionaries. We have to be feeding on something. We have to have the echo of her voice in the messages. So there's got to be a power with the messages, an efficacy, in and through to preserve those words that we know she's there. If you've lost a loved one and you say something that you learned from them or you heard they say before, you hear the voice just like they were there. I've said something. You said something like, oh, that sounds like so-and-so. Our lady wants us to imitate her. She talked about her life and she said, follow my example. So sometimes we're talking to people and we echo her voice and you can hear that. But even like a loved one that's died, a child, a husband, a wife, a friend, whoever it may be. The only thing you may have is courage. The visionaries have to have courage when a lady quits appearing to them. We have to have the messages with life after our lady quits giving them. And because the world is going to return back to darkness after she brings the peace, the messages will go to the end of time. We have to have something just like the visionaries because Satan is so powerful. And when he's crushed, he will resurrect. And those people who live at the end will need what we do, witnessing, echoing from the past, to their present, to fight when Jesus comes back in his glory, riding a white horse. Yaakov was staring in the face of something new. The very next day, Our Lady didn't come to him. There will be a moment when Our Lady, for all of us, a visionary and the apostles, where Our Lady won't be there every day. What are you doing now to build up what you need to do, a reserve of courage to face that day? I would be lying if I said I'm fine I think of you at least a hundred times Cause in the echo of my voice I hear your words Just like you're there I still come home from a long day So much to talk about, so much to say I love to think that we're still making plans in conversations that'll never end In conversations that'll never end Courage, don't you dare fail me now I need you to keep away the doubts I'm staring in the face of something Don't you dare 
When she had her last apparition, she fell on the floor, shaking in a fetal position. Yako cried for three solid months. Your single go for life is to become a apostle of Our Lady. She speaks something in this message she's never done before. She says this, as I am looking at you, who is you? That's you and me. Is it everybody in the world? Let's read on and see what she says. As I'm looking at you who love my son, my heart is being filled with tenderness. That sentence tells us she's looking at us because she said, I'm looking at you. And she continues and says this, I am blessing you, there we are again, you, us, with a motherly blessing. And then she says, with a motherly blessing, I am also, that's the key word. She's also doing something else. She's looking at you. You're filling her heart with tenderness. She's blessing you. 
I am also blessing your shepherds. Was she not addressing them in that first sentence? Apparently not. Why would she say, I'm also blessing your shepherds? And then she shifts, speaking to them. After she said the word shepherds, there's a pause. And she says, you who speak the words of my son. That's the shepherds. And she continues, who bless with his hands. That's the priest. That's the shepherd. And who love him. And she continues speaking to the shepherds. You who are following him, who are the first shepherd, the first missionary. So we can say Jesus. I've never seen that phrase. I never thought of it that way. I contemplated But she calls her son the first missionary. Why? Because he's the first shepherd. And who follows that? The other shepherds that he makes. This is really something very profound in this message today. And then after that, about missionaries, she returns back to us. The phrases and these words and how they're placed is very important to understand who you are and who the shepherds are. I read the end of that sentence, the first missionary, period. And then she says, my children, apostles of my love, to live and work for others, for all those whom you love. See, there's that sentence, whom you love. I just got to reading what she said to the shepherds, love him. She's distinguishing from shepherds to the apostles, addressing them who love him, the Christ, and who love through my son. There's two categories here. Why is it important? Because you need to understand you are the apostles of today and you are chosen by her. She continues, after, through my son is the joy and the comfort of earthly life. That's where our comfort comes from. And she adds that if through prayer, love, and sacrifice, the kingdom of God is in your hearts, then your life is joyful and bright. Who does not want that? Who does not want joy? Who doesn't want it to be bright? Jump down to the bottom of the message. She says, therefore, you, my children, wherever you go, illuminate with love and faith. As apostles, how do we reach these people? How do we reach people so hurt, so damaged in the family? How do you open? How do you introduce people to our lady? I'm telling you, there's not any time I can meet anybody and within five minutes be talking about the Virgin Mary. I don't tippy-toe around, nor do I cram it down the throat. And I get a positive response for them. Sometimes I may go 20 minutes not saying nothing, but I can get to them if I want too faster. But strategically, I come in the back door. The Q book has done that. Introduced literally thousands of people to Our Lady that are not Catholic, that don't even know anything about her. Ain't going to happen about money, politics. We're bringing people to Our Lady. All we have to do is introduce her to them, and then she takes it from there. Yes, your witness is important, but in an encounter on an airplane or on a bus or the street corner, you may just have a few seconds. You're waiting for a red light. Traffic is crazy. People standing around you say, hey, we need to get across that street and do a Hail Mary. Equated to what they talk about a pass in a football game. You just drop the name, give them a special blessing, and get on your way. How do I know that? Because I already confirmed it today. She says, a gaze is sufficient for the unspoken words and unexpressed feelings to be heard. People can hear you. If you're carrying the message and love in your heart, 
because you'll be bright and you can illuminate. We see it all the time. We got a couple here that went for one class for natural childbirth. The couple who teaches it is about an hour and a half away from here. They heard about what we do. They're not Catholic, so they came to make a visit. They were here three hours. And this is typical for us because we've incorporated into our life daily throughout every hour of our day, Our Lady. We do not apologize. We don't hide it. We don't try to be overly strategic how we're going to introduce this or, or sell them on what we do. We don't sell it because we already learned before and they told us a gaze is sufficient for the unspoken words and unexpressed feelings to be heard. This couple heard something without us saying and saying, hey, you got to believe in the Virgin Mary. you got to do this. you got to do that. They wrote a letter. This is just partial of what they said. They said they had a beautiful time here. It was unbelievable for them. We didn't do anything special. We wasn't staging anything. We just did what we do every day and how we live. Part of the letter says, My husband and I had a wonderful time visiting Caritas. We have described our visit as magical, peaceful, and enlightening. What L.A. says, illuminate. No words. Be bright. And you hear in the letter says, we have described. They've been talking about us, our mission, and what we do. And they write, they continue to say, we are encouraged to find ways to model ourselves after the community you have nurtured. Wow, one visit, and they're going to start modeling themselves? They're not even Catholic? As far as we know, they don't even know nothing about a rosary. They continue, we have several like-minded families in our area, and they say that because they're doing agricultural things like we are, but they do it by themselves. We have several like-minded families in our area, and we are all doing similar things. You showed us the value of teamwork and combining resources. We don't have to do everything ourselves alone. That's what I is gathering up, a whole body of apostles to introduce Jesus Christ to non-believers to the whole world for the entire world's conversion. Now listen, this part of the letter, we didn't ask them, now we're going to go do this prayer out in the field where the Virgin Mary appeared. You might want to excuse yourself because it's a Catholic thing. At least some people might think that in the mentality, not here. If they think that, they don't need to be living in the community. It's just what we do. You come to see us, you go to prayer. If you want to get in your car and leave, then just leave. But we don't put in that position or option. Okay, now we're going down here to pray. And for Protestants, when you kneel down in front of a statue, you're worshiping Mary. This is not good. Throughout your Catholic life, you've seen that. But we're not pushing Catholicism. Our Lady leads to that. So they write, My favorite part was the communal prayer time in the open field, the children playing, the deer mingling, sun shining, and joined prayerful intentions. There is a reason God's hand is blessing your work. Our Lady told us here, Let your work be prayer. The first words Our Lady gave in this valley the first sound Maria heard was November 20th, 1988 at the bedroom, 1030 at night. And she says this, May your life be prayer. May your work be offered as prayer. And may everything that you do bring you towards me. Let everything that you do 
And everybody that you meet, there's couples in the field. They're part of the everyone's that come here. And everybody that you meet be an encounter with God. Wow. We have a special grace here. I've always known it. That the people we meet is an encounter with God. And that's what they said. There is a reason why God's hand is blessing your work. There is so much power in that kind of a gathering. She didn't know what to call it. Most people are lucky to experience that once. And you all are showing up daily, unifying your strength and energizing your efforts. What a comment. What a confirmation about November 20th message. Your life is to be prayer. That everybody you meet be an encounter with God. A gaze is sufficient for the unspoken words and unexpressed feelings to be heard. We witness this. I'm ashamed when people say, oh, you have so much faith. I don't have the faith they think I have. I don't need faith. I see people come here and spend 10 minutes or 10 hours with us and they convert. What's faith about that? We see it. And you could do that. You could say, well, it gives you a strong faith. Yeah, that's what makes our faith strong. We don't have to worry about faith. We faith it. We believe it. We're not going to say, should I say something about the Virgin Mary? Should we hide them from the rosary? They're Jewish or they're non-believers. No, Our Lady says, you illuminate. You be joy. Yes, there was a deer out there. The kids were playing. They're all mingling with each other. The dog's chasing the deer. It's like a movie. It's like what she said in the beginning. It was magical. See, they didn't even have the verbiage. They didn't say mystical. The visit was magical, peaceful, and enlightening. This is what all they want you to be. Well, you got a community. Well, it didn't used to be a community. There wasn't a community here. People were drawn to what I was doing before that. That's why they could come here and say firstly in their words, may your life be prayer, because it was. And this is a constitution for our community and for what you'll do in the future. I'm convinced Our Lady led us to a way of life that surrounds our children, that they'll never be non-believers. And a lot of it is the way I was raised. We had a beautiful neighborhood. I can say the children here from birth to going into first grade live the premium, maximum, most beautiful, 100% the way children should be raised. They play all day. God is natural for them. There's none of the children here that have grown up in adults and say, well, I'm questioning God. Because God's part of their life. And you can't do that by yourself like this couple's talking about. And she talks about that it was the most beautiful time of her visit. It makes them see we need to be community. And I said, I want you to be a community of one single people. What does that mean? Out there, everybody's trying to be individuals, tattoos, piercing themselves, different kind of fashions, following rock stars, whatever. They're looking for individualism. You don't have it. Why? Because you don't have community. And community, the individual, is not standing out. Why? Because in community, we don't have individualism. So how can they be important? Because community is for the individual. This culture out there is not for the individual. So they grapple. They're trying to find themselves, make themselves known. And they never will be. I tell you, in the community, you're known by everybody. The kids feel love. Everybody's there. And the community actually brings out individualism, whereas the culture doesn't. That's why he says, I want you to be in a community. That's people, several people, one single people. That's very profound. We live that. We see it. And that's what that couple saw. And people yearn for it.
In community, you don't ask yourself who I am. You know who you are. You know where you come from. You know where you're going because you're in the family of God. If people are raised in a beautiful way, they long to go back to the roots. And that's our definition of what I gave to us. If through prayer, love, and sacrifice, and we do that here, she says the kingdom of God is in your hearts. Then your life is joyful and bright. They saw that joy in the field and the brightness of the kids and things you might think is a dream. We do live that. So we don't ask ourselves, who am I? We know who we are. Driving home tonight, it's like a ghost town. It's the place that I grew up in, but it's not like I remember. It feels like I'm in someone else's dream. Like it's not really me, and I'm not here. Yeah, I know I disappeared, but
Our lady says, my son knows you and loves you. And then she adds, love is that which brings you to me. And through that love, I will come to you and speak to you of the works of salvation. This is part of the efficacy Our Lady has now for those who tapped into it and were last to the end of the world. And then she gives an insight to what this means by bringing people to her, as we did these people in the field. She says, that love, my motherly love, which leads them to Jesus. That's the plan. That's what happened in the field. I don't think these people are going to start praying to the Virgin Mary, but they're going to Jesus, and then Jesus will bring them to Our Lady. Our Lady is real, and your whole Christmas should be spent in introducing people to Our Lady. It doesn't matter if they reject her. They're going to remember that you told them about two or three years from now, whenever things happen, hey, this Virgin Mary person was talking about this stuff. I got to go find out from them what's going on. Frozen statues in the cold Washed in moonlight, blue and gold Mary's babe in plastic hay Quiet wonder on her face Mary, you look so serene Far too pretty, much too clean think we know you well but what stories would you tell of all the dirt and dust and shame every burning labor pain and as I turn to walk away I hear you say
castle Like you are unaware December comes with so much trouble Cause you believe a baby came Not in paintings or in plagues But every minute, every hour, every day To be When the apparition started here in 1988, it was so mystical. We were stupefied by what was taking place. When Our Lady appeared in the field, people gathered there. And the apparition would take place in the bedroom. And we would turn the light on when Our Lady came. And people would look to the south at the house, see it glowing. And they knew Our Lady was there. And when the apparition ended, we turned it off. It accentuated the experience, and it moved people very, very deeply. There was a journalist that was in the field on November 1988 with the Birmingham Magazine, and he published his experience. One of the curious, I arrived on a November Sunday as an early full moon hauled itself up over the blue Alabama hills. I walked a worn cattle trail down a hill and up a grassy rise, my feet raising the smell of new hay. On the hilltop, I paused, amazed. Below me spread a scene from El Cid or some other religious epic of the screen. 3,000 people waited in that Alabama field, in a hollow that held them like a pair of gentle hands. Many here had been waiting all day. Now, these faces turned to the house where Maria lay waiting for her vision. A ruffle of emotion swept the crowd. The feeling leaped across the field, a visible, physical jolt to some. The lights burned. Four minutes. Five minutes. The hillside settled, grew quiet. When the lights went off, a quick noise swept the throng then moved on, leaving reverence and quiet sobs. The writer, the observer, came back to life in me then and detached me from that remarkable experience. Look around you. This is faith. I glanced upward, too. There in the heavens hung another unforgettable sight. Over the house and field that night, the full moon wore a huge autumn halo, the largest I ever saw. 
its circle of light seemed larger than the world. Every light in the house is on the backyard's bright as a crack of dawn. The front walk looks like runway lights. It's kind of like noon in the dead night. Every light in the house is on Just in case you ever do get tired of being gone Every light in the house is on We've had through the years people tell us over and over when they turn off the highway to come back here after the experiences they've had throughout the years, even when Arlie's not here, that they feel like they're coming home. For many, many years we've had Christmas in the field, December 8th through the 12th. And during that time I began to turn on the lights on in the house, not just the front porch light, but every light in the house. And it glows. And people look from the field, or Christmas in the field, and they see the house glowing. And it's a remembrance of those beautiful times Ali's been here. Not just 1988 and 89, but the many times Ali's come. So I want to tell you, just in case you ever do get tired of being gone, every light in the house is on on Christmas in the field. And for you who've been away, Make a spontaneous decision to come to your home and pray in the bedroom of apparitions and fill your heart with Our Lady. It refreshes you to see that house where Our Lady came, being in the field, seeing all those lights on. People have told us Christmas night in the field is the strongest part of their Christmas where they feel it. approach the Christmas season, don't have any doubts about when you introduce someone to Our Lady, where it goes from there. Jesus gave the teaching where the wheat fell, on stone or good soil. It's not your determination whether they're going to accept it or not. Yes, you have to do it in the right way, but if you pray or sacrifice and fasting, that's your water and fertilizer. So as we approach Christmas, we want you to contemplate all these things pray for our mission. We have many, many things that's going to be launched in 2020. Some of our last major steps before the secrets. We need your help. We'll be sending something out soon to you about that. In the meanwhile, we wish you a lady 
We love you. Have a holy Christmas. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.